0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and thanks for joining me on this June 29th edition of Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And, of course, the excitement is building for the 4th of July. Most families have plans. I know we do. We're going to have a barbecue at my house with all the family. So I'm looking forward to it. I just don't like it being in the middle of the week, Wednesday. I just don't Just don't like it. I like it on a, you know, Fridays or Mondays. And so does most people, I believe. But that's only five days away, the holiday. So even if you're a serious investor, you do like some time away. But, of course, uh, we here at Talk Radio will still be here. And the podcast will still be here, and you can go to our website. It's always live and rolling in with new news, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, should you want to check in for some information and investing tips. And we are on the job now. The phone lines are now open. Your calls are very valuable to us. They drive the show. 888-99-CHART is a number, 888-992-4278. Now it's Friday and our, K- our KPP Premium Financial Premium newsletter went out today to all the subscribers. And I'll share some highlights with you as I usually do on Friday. But I can tell you now that the talk of trade wars is in the air. And that is affecting the market. Now it probably hurts more countries than, than the United States. And I'm going to look into that. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. But now let's go ahead and jump start the weekend with some good questions from you, our listeners. And here comes proof that people routinely call any time and leave questions on our listener line, 888-99-CHART.
2: Hello, my name is Michael Burress from Columbus, Ohio, and I was curious about Workhorse Group, ticker sign WKHS, and I'm already invested in the company. I'm just curious if you ever see these guys making money because they never do. Thanks for your help. Bye.
1: Okay, I think it said W-A-H-S, W-K-H-S. It was going in and out there for a minute. Yeah, Workhorse Group. Okay, I got it. Thank you. Um, W-K-H-S, putting it in. Okay, uh, designs and manufactures high-performance medium-duty trucks. Under the Workhorse Chassis, chassis brand. I, I have never even heard of this company. It's a $76 million company. That's because it's a tiny, tiny, tiny penny stock. Okay, that's why I've never heard of it. It's way too small for anybody to invest in. Just telling you, it's very high risk. You shouldn't be investing in it. Their sales uh, last quarter were 600000 So how many vehicles is that? They've lost money every year since they've been in existence. They're gonna lose money this year, next year, far as you can see in the future, they have lots of debt, dollar stock is dollar eighty two. I would not buy this stock with monopoly money. I would not. It's far too risky. Far too risky. They have lots of debt. <laughs> they're trading even at even at a dollar eighty two a share. They're eighteen times book value. So they're way, way expensive. And they don't make any money. Remember my rule. Try to remember this. Do not buy stocks that don't make money. It's as simple as that. Stay away from stocks that don't make money. Wait till they make money. Then you can consider them, OK? That's Work Workhorse Group, WKHS. Now, in the current market uh, conditions section of the premium newsletter, you know, the KPP premium newsletter goes out every Friday. I offer, I usually, you know, I offer my opinion of what's going on. And the market is not likely to rally anytime soon, I, I point out. Why? Why? Well, there's really three things that, that the reasons, three things. One is the tariffs. Okay, the market doesn't like that. Doesn't like that uncertainty. Now, the tariffs are going to hurt. China and Europe uh, Canada much worse than it's going to hurt us and I point out that why how come mostly because they're much more reliant on on exports Germany itself economy is 50% export export uh, uh, lead so they they're going to be hurt also of interest I look at the market from the the wide perspective I zoom out you know it's and it may seem odd, but for whatever reason, since 1950, the best day for the indexes I pointed out yesterday is July 2nd. July 2nd, best day of the year. I give you some theories as to why in the newsletter. And the portfolio management section, I make a critical point when you got to compare fundamentals of companies that are in the same sector. They're competitors. And each industry is different from other industries. The dynamics is very different. You can't just, you know, compare apples to oranges. You got to do like to like. Stock section. And I give you a couple of ideas. One was a big tobacco company, and another was a big, uh, uh, big uh, utility company. Utility companies are pretty good defensive positions for the market. So at some point you want to kind of start getting into them, and they pay nice dividends. So, in the consumer watch, I talk about self-driving cars. Can they be made safe? What's the definition of safe? Is it does a does a driverless car have to be completely safe? Humans are not completely safe, but does it have to be completely safe for consumers to buy one? Interesting question there. So let me remind you gently, that subscribers to our premium newsletter automatically receive the, the information in their email box every Friday. They do. But now I invite you, I invite your financial and investing questions here. The lines are open, as always, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Now what is our feature talking point today? Tech stocks are on fire despite global trade fears. They've done very well. The big tech continued from last year into this year. Even though they had some softness there at the beginning of the year, they came roaring back. Now, investors are still infatuated with them. And they are super expensive. So, despite the tariffs, they still like them. But I'm going to talk about commodities at one point today. It's another talking point. I'm going to talk about how the commodities done for the first half of 2018. I think commodities are ready to rally. Have they rallied? I'm going to go into some details for you. Also, is the deficit climbing or not? Larry Kudlow, which is, you know, the chief economist for, for uh, uh, President Trump, says it is. Is that true? And should you convert from a regular IRA to a Roth IRA? What are some of the pros and cons? And that's what we're going to talk about today. The market was actually up, Dow was up 55, the NASDAQ was up seven, and the S&P was up two, but it was up a lot stronger than that today. So remember I said there was a reversal down day on Wednesday, and then we had an up day yesterday, a normal up day, today we had another reversal down day, but it it didn't end up negative, because it still was positive, which is a good sign, but... It wasn't a very strong market. It might, and it happened at the end of the day. And of course, we're moving into a, a holiday week next week, and you got all this trade talk. Uh, maybe people just didn't want to necessarily be in the market over the weekend, especially if they're taking off Monday, Tuesday, for take advantage of the Wednesday holiday. Yeah, maybe that's what's happening. I'm Steve Peasley, and I thank you for making time for Invest Talk on this busy pre-holiday Friday. If you listen on a regular basis, you're, you're likely, you're going to likely hear a pattern in our presentation. Straightforward information with unbiased analysis, with unbiased information. We'll take a look at it. straightforward and unbiased. It is by design, by the way. Justin and I do our best to make the complex of the market simple to understand. It's difficult already, and it always will be. So give us a call. 888-99-CHART.
3: It's a Friday Invest Talk. June is all but over, the holiday is almost here, and you've got investments to make while you can still find time to get it done. So Steve's at his desk ready to offer steady guidance. Give him a call now,
1: 888-99-CHART. Okay, so the Fang Stocks, F-A-N-G, F-A-N-G, which is uh, Facebook F-A-A-N-G-S. Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google still have, you know, as a group, done much better this year than a lot of the other market, and that's a continuation from last year. They are all very, very much overvalued, except for maybe Apple, and they are still pretty hot. Now, if you look at the highs made in January, they're no longer above those highs. The the Nasdaq isn't, and the down p are not even close to their old highs. But, but it is interesting that these 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 big tech stocks are still leading. And did you know that there is now a Fang ETF that you can buy and have all these stocks and a couple others, by the way, not just these. I think they have Baidu in there, and they have uh, uh, Alibaba in there. Those are the two Chinese big tech stocks. But it it does exist. I don't know what the symbol is off the top of my head. But if you wanted to get into that sector, you could do it that way. But I would not suggest at this high mark. But again, I suggested not doing it at this high mark at the beginning of the year, too. And obviously, I've been wrong. So. So, that just shows you it's very difficult. These things are extremely expensive when it comes to price-earnings ratios. Um, and there will be a point where they'll revert, but I can't tell you exactly when. No one really knows. Really. No one really knows when that might happen. Okay. So, pay attention. We're going to go to Elisa in San Francisco. Advice on purchasing company stock. She has a new job. How you doing, Elisa? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for the call.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Um. So I just started a job at LinkedIn, and I have okay. the the opportunity to buy Microsoft stock for a 10% discount. And the yep. program requires uh, that you enroll every quarter for annual or for uh, automatic deductions, and you can deduct up to 15% of your pay uh, to purchase the right. Microsoft stock. And so my question for you okay. is, um, how much is too much? Uh, it, like, should I do the full 15%? Is the stock price too high right now? Would I be oversaturated,
1: et cetera? Well, let's talk about how long do you – remember, you're getting 10% discount. That's free money. So the answer is yes. you are definitely going to participate, okay? Yes. Now, how much? Uh when you get a 10% discount, usually they make you hold it for a period of time, a year, a quarter. Do you know if they're making you hold it?
0: Um, I think I'm – you know, that's a good question. I know that for the stock that I get straight away, it's a year. Um, uh-huh. And so I would assume it's probably the same, the same kind of schedule. Yes.
1: So no matter what, I think you should buy as much as you can. The other question I have, can you buy that and still contribute to your 401k? Yes, and I, I plan finance?
0: to do both.
1: Okay, good, because um, that was going to be my next question. Okay, I would do as much as I can, Alisa. Now, let's talk about the dangers here. Since you're going to get a 10% discount, so it's $98 stock, so you're going to get to pay, you know, $89, okay, or so. So, uh So you're going to start building shares. You're going to start building too many shares. So after a year, you start to sell, okay? But it depends on where the stock price is and if it's up, I'll ask you to cut back. You know, it depends on how many shares you have and the value of the stock at that time. But I definitely would buy the 10% discount because Microsoft has very good numbers going forward. And so I think it's still going to go up. I really do. Okay. So I would do it. Okay. okay? All right. Thanks so Thanks much for the call, Thank you. Lisa. Thank you. Here's what I get to ask you: the question, or two I get to ask. Where are you going to be on the fourth? In your backyard? I'll be in my backyard. I'll probably be doing the barbecuing. And it will be with family. Okay, I can tell you that. Remember, I have 39 nieces and nephews that live nearby. So, where are you going to do? 888-99-Jerry, give me a call.
3: This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio doing as well as it could? If you don't know, or if you think not, you should register for a no-cost portfolio review conducted by InvestTalk's Steve Peasley. He'll be making a limited number of one-on-one appointments for July 18th in San Jose. Want to get in on this opportunity? Start now at investtalk.com. Let's get back to your calls. 888 99 chart. 888 992
1: 4278. What would you like to talk about? How about uh, is the deficit climbing or not? Now, try to remember what the deficit is. I'm not talking about the debt. The U.S. is carrying. I'm talking about the annual deficit, where they spend more than they than than they take in in tax dollars. Cudlow says that the deficit, which we have every year, is falling; it's shrinking. Well, let's look at the numbers. Well, from October 5th, 2017, to October 5th, 2018, it went from 438 billion. To $532 billion, that's a 23% increase. Okay, so you don't want to take that period of time. Let's take a fiscal year, just a fiscal year, 2017 to 2018. 2017, $665 billion. that was the deficit. That's how much money we're spending, more than we're taking in. What is it in the 2018? $804 billion. that's the estimate. 665 billion to 804 billion. So where is Cudlow? Remember who Cudlow is. He is President Trump's economic, whatever they call him, advisor or whatever. I don't know. He says that well, that's because growth hasn't kicked in yet. That we from the tax cut, and that growth is going to solve a lot of problems, and that will reduce the debt. I am just saying he says that it's falling fast, but there's absolutely no evidence of that yet. And we may not. I'm not sure. I don't see it. Growth does solve a lot of problems. Growth in our economy solves a lot of our problems. But in the past, growth didn't seem to cut down debt because the politicians just kept spending it and more. It and more. So there's no evidence that our deficit, annual deficit, is going down. And we know our... our. Uh, Debt, the amount of debt we're carrying, what is it, $20 trillion, some ridiculous amount, is still growing. Remember I pointed out earlier this week, we talked about the cost of that debt. As interest rates rise and the Federal Reserve is raising rates, the cost of that debt is going to get higher and higher and higher. Trying to pay it off is going to be very difficult. And that is going to be an issue. It really will be. Eight 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 ninety nine 99 chart eight 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 nine nine two four two seven eight. What do you want to talk about? How about if we go talk to Mike in San Jose? How you doing, Mike? Good, thank you, Steve. I was wondering what would be your opinion for a symbol FCX would be please. Sure, FCX is Freeport Mac Moran. Engaged in exploration, development of copper, gold, silver, molybdenum, mines, and in, I never can pronounce that word. I don't know why. Uh, it, they have mines in Indonesia, North and South America. It is a very big company, twenty-five billion dollars. Sales have increased dramatically recently. In the last quarter, it's up forty-six percent. Quarter before that was up fifteen. The quarter before that was up eleven. Sales have been increasing, so that's a good thing. Their earnings are going to be a dollar ninety-four this year, but down to a dollar fourteen next year. So. You know, one of the reasons why it hasn't done as well as it should with the numbers it has, because even though sales might be increasing, profits are going to fall. That's because gold and other things, they're not going up. They've kind of fallen a bit this year. This stock, though, I think is a buy. Personally, I think you buy this stock. Why? The PE is 11, and the five-year range is 10 to 111. Uh, I think inflation is going to start picking up. That helps. That helps gold. The economy growing so strong that hurts gold because it, because a strong economy means a dollar goes up, so that hurts gold. But inflation helps gold, and there, I think we're looking at a lot of fear in the system. I, I just feel that you know I, I think it's a good defensive position if something happens with the market or with the economy. This be this would be a nice defensive position to have you may not you know Mike it may not take off this year it may not but it pays a small dividend and if numbers are it's cheap it's inexpensive return equity is 24 percent which is very good so the company is very efficient with what it does and I think it's a good place a good place to be to have some defensive positions and this would be defensive for your portfolio okay Mike very good. Appreciate thank the call. You. That was F. Thank you. FCX. F is in Frank. C is cat. X is an X ray. Freeport MacMoran. And yeah, I, I kind of like the growth. And if gold does take off, remember, it's growing now. What if gold moves up in price? How much will it move up and how much would it push this stock up? Meanwhile, what if something happens? What if the trade war? or the Federal Reserve with raising rates like it's doing, what if that hurts the economy? What if the economy two years from now goes into a recession? This position will be very, you'll be very happy to have this in your portfolio at that point, I can tell you that. Of course, we don't know if that's going to happen, but there's nothing wrong with taking a little bit of precaution. Now, who wants to know what we plan to talk about on Monday? Okay, then, make a note. Tax refunds in 2019 could be much higher. At least one expert thinks expert thinks so, and he makes the case that the anticipated 26% refund increase is a bad thing. Could he be right? Justin will be here on Monday to do talk about that. He'll tackle the question. But for now, I'm Steve Pieczenin. I'm here for you. Call me at 888-99-chart, 888-992-427.
0: Our podcast continues next. First, good reason number five for a portfolio checkup with Steve. Steve says that many portfolios he looks at are weighted in just one or two sectors. A diverse mix of market sectors is so important to the health of a retirement portfolio. Steve can help you reorganize your retirement portfolio. He can make suggestions about the sectors of the future. And if you'd like a KPP financial program that fits your goals and your life situation. There's never a cost for InvestTalk listeners and no sales pitch or obligation of any kind ever. To schedule your one-on-one conversation with Steve, just go to investtalk.com and click on the InvestTalk tab and then Portfolio Review, or you can call 888-99-CHART and follow the prompts. And now let's continue with the podcast.
3: InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial, where their number one mission is helping you grow and protect your money. How does KPP do that? They offer a variety of special programs, and one will be best suited for your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime at InvestTalk.com. But now, give us a call with your questions. 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, imagine it's early morning, three in the morning, and you just can't get to sleep. You're tossing, turning, and you have a question about investing. Well, you can still call. You don't. You call any time. no matter what time it is. You still call, and ask it on, a rec- and we'll record it, and we'll play it on the next Invest Talk. The number is eight 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 ninety nine chart.
2: Hi, Steve and, uh, and and Justin. This is Dan from from New York. I was thinking about getting into a Visa. I had owned it uh, three weeks ago, sold it at 132, and I was thinking about getting, trying to get back in
3: at 126. I uh, was wondering if that is a good price to set it at, or should I be making it higher than 126?
2: I was hoping for your help on that. Thank you very much. I'll listen to you on the podcast.
1: Actually, I think you should make the price lower, not higher. You sold it at 132, got up to about 135, and it's back to 132.45 now. Uh, it's going to make four dollars and fifty-one cents this year. That's thirty percent more than the year before, and then next year another going to go up another seventeen percent to 5.26 per share. Okay, well, what kind of PE does that produce? And you know, 5.26 gives us about a 21, 22. PE, which is kind of uh, low for its for the stock itself, it's kind of low. So I think that it's right around. I, I would say it's probably a, a valued about 130 to 135, and it's at 132. So it's right at its value. So there's not necessarily a lot of upside potential unless it can grow its sales faster. So I don't know if I want to get in near this price. I want to get in at a much lower price. And I'm going to suggest about 120 as a place to get in, which is about the 200-day moving average. And if it doesn't go there, don't sweat it. Just go and find another stock. You don't have to keep buying back into the same stock you had. Don't make the mistake because, oh, I made a lot of money on that stock, so I'm going to go back in and do it again. That's not a wise way to invest. And you sound like you're trading it, not investing in it so don't don't fall in love with the stock don't don't you know that's one of my rules never fall in love with the stock the stock is not going to love you what you do is you look at the fundamentals of the company decide if this is a good investment okay and visa is a good investment it's just that it's a little pricey okay it's not super pricey because it's very close to its value but if I want to buy a stock, I'd like to buy it below its value, not at its value. Okay? Visa, symbol is V. Visa provides, you know, it's Visa cards. Let's go to Tim in San Jose. How are you doing, Tim?
2: Good. And you, thanks.
1: I am good. Thank you for the call.
2: Hey, I've got a question on U uh, Gas. It's natural gas. So it's U G A Z. Um, thinking of getting
1: in, um, what are your thoughts and uh, what's the price I should be looking for to get in? Okay, you have the symbol as UGAZ, right? Yes. Okay, that is a leveraged ETF, exchange-traded funds seeking to provide exposure to three times, 300% of the daily performance of the S&P uh, GSCI Natural Gas Index. So it's tracking an index, and it's leveraging it 300%. That kind of leverage is very dangerous. Uh, it's a lot of risk, and I would never, I would never buy an ETF with a 300% leverage. Uh, it's, it's. Try to remember, they don't buy the natural gas. They can't do that. What they do is they buy instruments. They buy, they they go into agreements with other parties to try to emulate the price of natural gas, but three times. Okay, so what happens is, is since they're not really buying the natural gas, they only approximate, they really don't achieve three times. Sometimes they'll get a little bit more than three times, sometimes a little bit less. But generally, over long periods of time, they can't achieve three three times, they just can't. And... You know, it is—it's a pretty risky thing to try and get, you know, three hundred percent leverage up or down. Do I think natural gas is going to go up in, in, in price? Well, I don't think—I'm—I'm I'm not convinced of that because they're finding so much supply these days that we have way more than we need at this point. So there's not a lot of—I understand economy is growing and that's, that means we use more natural gas, but there's and the dollar is kind of high. The dollar would have to fall, and the demand would have to continue to increase. And I'm not sure that because we have so much, I don't know if the price of it's going to go up. I I wouldn't make this bet. I would not myself.
2: Okay, thank you for your
1: thoughts. Okay, Tim. Uh, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, I just I just don't feel comfortable with it. And I don't feel comfortable. Even if it was a single, not leverage, I still don't feel comfortable in buying natural gas. I think that the supply outstrips the demand, and it will for a number for a while. Anyways, eight 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 nine nine chart 4278 How about should you convert your regular IRA that you have to a Roth IRA? Well, the what we talk about here is all about taxes. That, that's what we concern ourselves. Self when we do this kind of thing, and it's present taxes versus future taxes, right? Okay, because if you did convert a regular IRA to a Roth IRA, you have to pay income tax on the money that you convert. But the good thing about a Roth is it can grow; it grows from then on tax-free over the years. Whereas an IRA is grows not tax-free because when you start pulling the money out. You have to pay income tax on it. Now, today's tax rate, are you in a high tax bracket today? Therefore, maybe you don't want to convert because you're going to have to pay top dollar on taxes on it. Are you going to be in a high tax bracket when you retire? When you start taking a regular IRA IRA money out, are you going to be in a high tax bracket then? If you are, then maybe it is a good idea. To if you're gonna think you're going to be in a lower tax bracket, a lower tax bracket, then then now maybe you should stay in your IRA too. How about but what if you can grow it faster and then you're in a high it doesn't matter what kind of tax bracket you are later on. It doesn't matter. you don't have to even worry about it because never taxed. Also in a regular IRA, When you reach age 70 and a half, half, you have to start taking the money. In a Roth, you do not. So there's decisions you have to make, okay? And there's guesswork involved. And I'll tell you what I generally do. I generally say, no, don't convert it. Why don't you just open up a new Roth and start funding a new Roth right now instead of converting your old one and having to pay taxes on the money? I hate paying taxes. I'd rather postpone as long as I can. And if I can postpone until I'm 7.5, then I'll do so. That's what I think is a smarter move. But you have to make some decisions. We can talk about it. I'm C. Peasley, and I have a feeling that a good many of you are loyal Talk listeners. So thank you. I do appreciate it. But in case a few of you are new to Talk, I do want you to know that Justin Klein and I put a lot of effort into producing this radio program each weekday. And we make it available over AM radio in San Francisco, in the Bay Area, and via internet live streaming. And we archive podcasts of the show, taking out the commercials, on investtalk.com. So you can download the podcast. And we do it all for you because there's no doubt we use the show for marketing. But we do it because we like it as well. I, do, I enjoy it. I enjoy putting the show on. So... We invite you to participate by calling 888-99-SHART.
3: On the radio or via podcast, InvestTalk is a place to discover market insight from Steve and Justin. On radio, podcast, or the web, Invest Talk is also your anytime resource for learning about the complex variables affecting your ability to attain financial success. InvestTalk.com, bookmark it now. Have you got questions? You can give us a call. The listener lines are open. eight 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 ninety nine chart.
2: Hey, Stephen Justin, it's Mark from Philadelphia. Got a quick question. I'm thinking about buying um, a value stock Avon Products. The ticker symbol AVP. Uh it might be somewhat of a value trap, but I like the forward uh, price earnings ratio. It's about nine, which is pretty low. The debt is, is high, but seemingly manageable. I know they kind of had a, a rough few years, but again, that's why the price is so low. You can tell me what you think about it and the potential risk in, in buying it. It's uh, around 1.5 right now. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.
1: Avon Products, everybody. AVP, Avon Products Manufacturers Networking, Marketing, Offering, Cosmetics, Fragrances, Jewelry, Housewares, Apparel. It's a $1.62 stock and a $715 million market cap. And I would normally tell you that this is a, this is a penny stock. And don't buy it. But this stock has always made money. It makes money. It's going to make $0.14 cents a share this year. It's going to make $0.23 cents a share next year. They are slowly growing uh, their sales. And it's been a, a hard a hard time for them. I mean, this stock back in uh, 2013 was $24 a share. Now it's dollar 62. And at $24 a share, it made $1. three per share in earnings. So and the earnings kept falling, falling, falling. Now it looks like the earnings have turned around the last few years. So I think it looks like a good buy point right at $1.62 as it trades today. I think that's a good buy point. It looks like it bottomed at $1.50, bottomed. And you can use that as a get out. If it falls below that, just get out. Don't even blink an eye. Get out. Always have rules set up for yourself. Have rules. And this is a good rule. You know, have an out, especially in a high-risk stock. This is, believe me, this is a much higher risk than normal. But I think the risk is a good one because they've made money for years and years and years. I think it's a good risk to take. Okay? Avon. Avon Products, everybody. Time for Invest stock 101, the power of ETFs. ETS, exchange-traded funds. There are ETS to get you into global and emerging markets. There's ETS that you can latch on to different stock indexes. You can buy currencies with ETS. There there are even ETS to track volatility. We've talked about that on the show. I don't really care for that one. But that just, just tracking the volatility of the market. And, you know, we've talked about the merits. What about Commodities. Has their time come again? I mean, that's one of the things I really want to talk about before the end of the show. There are commodity ETS. There are commodity investors uh, for futures market. Commodity prices usually rise when inflation is accelerating. So making an important hedge against rising prices, potentially protecting the purchase power of investors' capital. Commodities are also valuable in terms of diversification. Right, they're going to get you away from the stock market itself. Now, what are some of the major influences that you know push commodity prices around? Of course, there's supply and demand. Also, the levels of stock—how much is out there already ready to go? Because if demand increases and you don't have a lot of lot of commodities ready to sell, prices will skyrocket. So. There's a good inflation hedge, right? Commodities are. And that's Invest Talk 101, everybody. If you have questions about commodities or ETS in general, reach me now at 888-99-CHART. Love to talk to you. Now we get to a wide variety of investing and financial questions here on Anytime Listener Line. And remember, you can call anytime you want, 888-99-CHART. So let's hear from a caller here. Hey, guys. I uh,
2: really appreciate you taking the call. I just wanted to get your opinion on Tandem Diabetes Care, Uh, that is T-N-D-M, T-N-D-M. They recently just had a big boost after a uh, product FDA approval uh, that will be released in the August month, and uh, right now uh, they're ending their Friday session with about a 12% increase. Uh, A few months ago they also had a reverse stock split. So on that, I was, one, wanting to know where you stood on Tandem, what you thought about it. Uh, I think that it could easily surpass $30 uh, by the end of the year. Uh, But also, uh, I thought it would be interesting for the listeners just if you could explain a reverse stock split Uh, and maybe some of the tendencies that companies move forward with due to a reverse stock split. Uh, and kind of the pros and cons due to a reverse, uh, something we don't see very often. Uh, usually it's more of a stock split that we see. Uh, anyways, thanks guys. I really appreciate it in advance and looking forward to listening to it on the show. Bye.
1: Okay, let's talk about Tandem, and then I'm going to have to take a break, and we'll talk about the reverse stock split after that. Tandem. Tandem Diabetes Care, Inc. Manufactures medical devices for people with insulin-dependent diabetes using its micro-delivery technology. They don't make money. They never made money. They're not going to make money next year either. So how do you predict that it's worth $30? I'm not sure where you're getting that number from. Sales are kind of erratic. uh, So I'm not sure. I don't really care for the stock. I really don't uh it's just not worth it and the symbol is tndm everybody hard to believe but the weekend is almost here and next wednesday well the weekend is here okay next wednesday is the fourth of july and there's a holiday for us but we got about 10 minutes left of the program you can call me right now 888 99 chart.
3: On the next Invest Talk, tax refunds in 2019 could be much higher. That's Monday. But now Steve is ready and waiting for your calls. He'll have answers to your financial questions. The lines are open. eight
1: eight eight ninety nine chart
3: eight 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 nine nine two
1: four two seven eight. Okay, reverse stock split. Well, to describe a reverse stock split, let's first talk about what a stock split is. A regular stock split. And that is nothing more than the company announcing that they want to do a split. And then, of course, they can announce a reverse split, too. But a split is the most common split out there is a two-for-one split. That means they're going to take the stock price and cut it in half, and they're going to give you two shares. So, essentially, it's the exact same value, but now you have twice as many shares at half the price of the current stock. Okay? A reverse stock split is doing just the opposite. They're taking your two shares and giving you one and increasing the stock price. Why would they do a reverse stock split? Well, the NASDAQ and the New York Stock Exchange have minimums of prices per shares that can be traded on their exchange. I think the... the, uh, the New York, I think, is $5, unless they raised it recently, and I think the NASDAQ is $2. So when a stock goes below $5 on a New York Stock Exchange, they'll notify you that you have to get it up. And after a long period, and the stock price is still below 5 the only way the company can get it higher is to do a reverse split. Now, a reverse split usually is kind of have a negative connotation to it. A regular spot, spot split has a positive connotation to it. But it, doesn't change the value. Why would they do a regular spot stock split? Because the stock goes up and up and up, and the price gets higher and higher and higher. And sometimes they like to lower the price to attract more, uh, more investors into the stock. They have they've been doing much less of those in recent years. In the 1990s, they did tons of splits. Reverse stock split is not so positive. Though. Okay, how have commodities done this year so far? We just talked about a commodity ETF, and but how have they done this year? And it depends on which ones you want to talk about. Steel is up 31 percent. Of course, the tariffs might be responsible for that. Cocoa is up 31 percent, and lumber is up 25 percent. However, sugar is down 18 percent, and cattle is down 60 percent, and palladium is down 10 percent. Okay, so what about the overall commodity index? Well, Bloomberg has a commodity index, okay? So overall, all commodities, what are they, up or down for the year? They're down 1.9%. Not a lot, but they are down, okay? So what should you do? Remember the reasons that commodities go up. Commodities go up when demand goes up, and we're having a lot of demand because the economy is growing. Commodities go up if the dollar falls, but the dollar has been going up. It's not falling. So commodities go up if the supply is not enough. And there are supply constraints on certain items which drive that. You just heard me talk about some of them. So is, commodities is a good – remember we just talked about FCX here recently, just this afternoon. Uh, that's a gold company, and that's a good defensive play for if market goes down. What else is a good defensive play? You know, commodities are, usually. So it, it depends on how you want to structure your portfolio. Okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Here's an investing term you should know, by the way. Takeover target. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's a, the definition is a company that is the object of a takeover attempt, friendly or hostile, by another company. Right? Another company wants to own it. Now, remember AT&T bought, um, I think it was Time Warner? Okay, was that a friendly or hostile takeover? Well, it's kind of friendly. But then it got unfriendly when the government said, no, you can't do that. But AT&T won in in court, and and they are taking over. Now, over at the Nasdaq.com, they host a glossary of more than 8,000 investing terms. And you know I'd also like Investopedia.com. They also have a bunch of investing terms, and it's a great. those two places are great resources. So if you have a question, you can ask it of them. If you have a definition you don't know about or a term or a phrase, they'll, they, they can explain it. Or you can ask me here at 888-99-CHART, 888 992 That's it for the day, everybody. Another Best Talk Radio Show destined for online podcast archives. Your questions made it all work. I hope you learned something today. So thank you, and please enjoy our, your weekend. I'm—I know I'm going to enjoy mine. I'm Steve Peasley. Justin Klein, and I will be. Justin Klein will be here Monday, but Justin Klein, and I want to thank you, and have a good. Uh, well, I'll be here before the Fourth of July. Good night, everybody.
0: Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are principals of Klein, Pavlis and Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein, Pavlis and Peasley Financial, which retains all rights.